welcome to the Midas Touches. I'm your host, Tris Tusa, and this is Charlie Bradford. Welcome back to another episode of the Midas Touches. We're here, 7am in London, to record for the big weekends racing at Sandown, including a few grade ones, some brilliant horses. The one and only Constitution Hill is looking very likely to make his return this season as well in the rearranged Fighting Fifth, which we missed last weekend because of snow. It's been a busy few weeks for us. Last time we were on here talking about Burdett Road, amongst other horses. Charlie, how have you been? Big weekends racing coming up. Feeling bullish? Yeah, feeling bullish as ever. It's December, so we're into Christmas time, which means a lot of racing, a lot of high class racing as well. So that's something to get excited about. I was actually the sales this week as well, uh, visiting my sister who was working there for Broda Stud. So that was interesting to see a few big names going around the ring there. Tiona went for 4.5 million guineas to Judmont Farms. So that was pretty cool. I actually wasn't there for that day. That was on the Tuesday. But yeah, some some well-known names from flat racing going around the ring and making some pretty big money. Sales are going as well as ever, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, there were some ridiculous sales. I mean, I think the... The biggest rags to riches story has to be that of Via Sistina picked up in the ring for only five grand mm-hmm. um, last year, I think. And just now sold for, I think it was 2.7 million guineas. Yeah, and along the way, multiple group one winner, right? <laughs> so that's pretty fun as well. You, as in you've got a great racehorse out of it too. So yeah. um, I genuinely think that that is one of the best stories coming out of the sales this week and just shows that it is actually possible. <laughs> do, you, do you want to know one of the worst stories coming out of the sales this week, though? I, I was talking to someone, actually, about one of one of their mates, and they were saying that this person had picked up a horse for a grand and a few months later sold it for three grand, so made made a healthy little profit. Uh, went round the ring on Monday evening, made 600k <laughs> only a year Jesus later. Christ. Well, it's just tough. I've always thought that the the thing that this shows is is that you should always be looking to buy mares. I've always thought because if you can get a little bit of black type on a on a mare's profile, mm-hmm. then you you could probably turn a profit um, when you put them through the ring. But if the colt, unless the colt's fucking Frankel. <laughs> It's not going to be. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, there's only one way it's going, which is which is into the field. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I think that's that's my sort of business perspective when I look. At, at <laughs> I think buy high, sell low. <laughs> yeah, that's always the the key. Um, uh, but we've had some 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 great results uh, from our preseason preview. Uh, over the last few weeks, including that of of Jerry Colomb, who looks to be glued on for your uh, your your bet in the Gold Cup, 
Mm. On the other hand, though, Imperi Pass beaten, but by Tihupo. Yeah. Who's your other your other pick? Yeah. So my my Cheltenham double was looking really good with with both Jerry Klom and Tihupo winning on seasonal reappearance. The Tihupo one probably marginally more impressive just because that really is the 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 minimum limit of his of his pace i guess you know t- two miles four is very sharp for him and against the horse of, of the caliber of imperia pass who we all thought was infallible last you know from the performances last season and and the price probably showed that on the day but no i mean back-to-back hatton's graces for for Tiapu is very impressive and yeah, I'm starting to dream already for for Cheltenham, which is which is pretty exciting. I think on that note as well for the stayers, Marie's Rock, Jamie's selection did disappoint, but Nicky Henson may be slightly out of form. I can't, you, you can't really, you, you can't really read too much into that, perhaps. But but yeah, Marie's Rock did lose last week. Yeah, it feels like definitely, you know, sometimes Nicky very careful with his horses. He's he's going to prime them for the right day. Um, so definitely keep an eye on that one. I think Willie Mullins is going to have his time in the sun. Whether Gordon Elliott is going to be uh, in front of Willie in the big races in March at Cheltenham is is another idea, is, an, is another thing. Um, but but two great performances and um, really strengthening the case for those runners. Um, let's let's look at the, the racing this weekend, though. I think the number one talking point is the return of constitution hill we hope there has been some rain this week but yesterday it was pretty dry in london so that's definitely a good sign uh it's been a little bit milder and you know friday is actually meant to be up to sort of 11 degrees but i think overnight friday night saturday morning there's meant to be heavy rain uh and it's already soft um good soft in places at Sandown but I think that could get get worse and it's heavy in places on the the hurdle course which is where Constitution Hill is going to be running so I think we've got to look at that that rearranged fighting fifth with that in mind Um, the price may be reflected with Constitution Hill at, at four to seven at the moment you would have thought that would be a lot shorter if the ground were a bit better Love Envoy has had a lot of form on heavy ground, uh, unbeaten at Sandown in three runs here as well. So I think punters will probably be looking to to have her on side, especially getting the weight from the the lads here. Uh, do you think there's anything else in the race that can win? Irish Point coming over potentially for the the inform Elliot Yard, even Shishkin uh, could potentially put up a fight if he decides to to run here. And uh, Goshen, the head case, is is back. Uh, how do you see this this fighting fifth hurdle? Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, it's Constitution Hill's race to lose if he does turn up. But as you say, Nicky Henderson's very careful with his horses. So if the ground is deemed too sort of soft, heavy for him, then. He he may well not turn up here. I like the the angle of of Love Envoy with that in mind, just because that horse does does like a, a bit of cut in the ground. I mean, it it is worth it is worth bearing in mind that I think Constitution Hill is one on on heavy ground, right? So yeah, at at this track exactly at Sandown. So it's it's not like he's not been able to do it before. So 
let, let's see what Nicky does. He's a cautious trainer, as, as you say, for, for, for all the right reasons, actually. And, and I don't I don't blame him for it. But yeah. let's see what he let's see what he does. He could just skip this and go to just Boxing Day, I guess, um, to, to Boxing Day instead as, as the first time for to see Constitution Hill this year. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, going to seem like a bit of a broken record because I do think Irish Point looks probably quite interesting, probably the most interesting of them all. One is obviously the Irish factor. Mullins, Mullins, and Elliot are just just trainers with one very very good trainers, but also two trainers with the best horses in, in Britain and Ireland. So when they bring one over, it's always one to note. This one has got some good novice form, some really good novice form. I think people will latch on to that head second behind Marie Nationale, uh, who obviously won, who obviously won the Supreme last year and wasn't seen since then. So yeah, I think I think Irish Point possibly just has the most interesting form on that on that novice form, and yeah, made a made a good reappearance at Down Royal in uh, a Grade Three hurdle. Nothing too flashy, but did beat Magical Zoe, who ran well also at the Cheltenham Festival. So Irish Point would be the interesting one, as you say. Elliot's in really good form, but. Yeah, going back to my original point, if if Constitution Hill does turn up here, it's really a no bet race, and just just see how that one does. Yeah, I I I'm on side with that. I think the difficulty is as well, if you bring out even one runner, you're only going to have seven runners here. So going for that sort of each way play becomes slightly more difficult, um, with the ground being so 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 soft as well. There's a chance that we do lose a couple of runners here, so it could cut up a little bit this field i hope it doesn't uh just for the the purposes of of having an enjoyable race but uh irish point definitely looks interesting was you know campaigned cleverly last year they mm. they avoided cheltenham went to aintree picked up the uh the grade one there and um which so i think just, that was just was shrewd just on that point as well it, it's interesting that you wear it well was was a few lengths a few lengths behind back in fifth that day at Aintree in that in that grade one novices hurdle but is priced up shorter than half the odds so it just does seem a bit weird I mean I, I agree that that reappearance in the mayor's hurdle beating Lucia was was a decent run from you right well and Jamie Snowden's had a couple of big winners recently which we'll probably touch upon later because it's one I like of his in a, in a later race but yeah it's odd to me that that you were well would be priced up around four to one best odds and Irish point ten to one. That just seems a bit of a discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, potentially, it's suggesting that um, that Irish point might not be turning up here. Yeah, you know, it's it's very true. He he was taken out of the Hatton's Grace, had an entry for Hatton's Grace with the race that Tiapu won for for the same connection. So, I I thought that was taking at the time that Tiapu was favoured and, and, and it was deemed, I'm assuming it was just deemed that, that Tia Pook was good enough to do the job and Irish Point could go somewhere else. So Elliot's got to find a a, a, a race to start this horse. So let, let's see what he does. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be great to see Constitution Hill hopefully back on track though in that the, the rearranged fighting fifth. 150 at Sandown is the Henry VIII novices chase. JPR won who unseated when going very well last time um is our favorite seven to four colonel harry made a, a nice 
reappearance run over over the fences is seven to two. Iseo for the for the Nichols team seven to two as well. Unexpected party who was G'd up by the skeletons for the Paddy Power Gold Cup at Cheltenham is five to one. Petit Tonnerre is twelves. Le Patron is sixteens. And Pozo Emery one hundred and twenty five to one for Laura Morgan here. Um, interesting field here. There's no glued on horse, which occasionally you get in the the Henry the Eighth. We've had some some good recent winners. Obviously, John Bond last year, Edward Stone before that, All Mankind for the Skeletons, um, but potentially not one with that sort of star profile coming in here this year. How do you you assess this one? It's an interesting looking field for for exactly that reason, I guess. I'd say JPR one was obviously going to win that race at Cheltenham. We could we could all see before unseating his rider at the last. I mean, he was going really well and had jumped pretty well throughout, I think. But I don't really want to take a favourite who's not who's not managed to complete a race last time out. It, it just doesn't really sit right with me. I, I'd rather take one who doesn't have any blotches on, on, the, on the form book. And I mean that was only JPR one's second second try over over the fences, I guess. So you know he's still he's relatively new to the trade. But I was really impressed with Colonel Harry's run, and this is the Jamie Snowden horse that I was referring to. Jamie Snowden uh, had a good winner with That's All Right Gino last weekend, so he is he he's he's got those high profile wins in him, as we as we well know. You right well would be another. Um, who's had some some good successes but yeah i mean i know it was a three-runner field at chepstow but but colonel harry did this really well and jumped nicely and yeah it just seemed like a clean chasing chasing debut <clears throat> he he had some really good form to the back end of last season when second behind a horse called namian lion who went on to win another race after that and then come a decent enough fifth in the Great Wood Hurdle at, at Cheltenham this year. So that's some really useful hurdle form. I think it's also worth remembering that that this horse at, has, has won at Sandown before on heavy ground and was also fourth in a Tolworth Hurdle behind Tamuras, who actually he beat on seasonal reappearance over fences. I mean, Tamuras doesn't quite look like the same horse who won the, the, the Tolworth Hurdle, but... I think it's it's still a point to note. So yeah, I think Colonel Harry is a second favourite in here around seven to two, three to one. Looks like a pretty looks like a pretty sort of solid contender. Whereas JPR one, as I said, I'd have those doubts just on that unseating last time out. So yeah, Colonel Harry for me is the one. Couple of other interesting ones here, but yeah, keen to know what you think. I guess because because yeah, it's open enough. It is. It is definitely open enough. I mean, when I was going through it, I thought that. Um, my one of my uh, first observations was that you know Paul Nichols has won this race a few times um, in the in the last ten years. I think he's won it sort of like four times in the last fifteen or something. Um, neither Joe nor nor Colin Tizard have have won the race, nor Jamie Snowden. Um, so it'd be a first for them. I'm not sure unexpected party is going to be. I would have thought that had a pretty pretty hard race uh, in the Paddy Power Gold Cup. Um, you know, and that, that wasn't a, that was only a few weeks ago. So I, I definitely think that we're, we're going to get the winner from the top three in the market. And I thought 
with with Isio's um, form at Sandown being pretty strong, won the Imperial Cup last year on uh, on heavy ground here. If he can take defences and if Paul Nichols has got him ready for this race, then I think that would probably be the 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 best value bet. Um, you know, all of these are going to have to have good rounds of jumping clearly and it's interesting that harry cobden goes up to aintree leaving the ride here for lorcan williams i think when when harry cobden did that the other day there was a big race somewhere harry cobden went to ascot um which was a bit eye-catching and he he ended up getting four four winners it was the brave man's game of course yes that, that controversy where he wasn't allowed to ride the best horse in the stable um it worked out pretty well for me. It, it did work out well, but he's got the same thing this weekend. He's up at up at Aintree, so I think maybe keep your eye on that and, and what he rides. There's a few good prices there. But yeah, for me, I thought Nichols would probably be the most likely winner here. Yeah. Um, and a bit of form at Sandown is something I, I'd like. No, it's, it's a nice angle, and, and I, I, I think it's a good shout. I wouldn't worry about Isio's jumping. I think he jumped pretty well in that News Nabbit race last time out. He did get beaten by JPR one, but it is three what, runner. It's a three yeah. runner, and he was an odds-on favorite for that race. He was like four to six. So, you know, it, the market certainly thought this year should have won that race that day. Obviously, he didn't, which, which you know you've, you've got to you've got to note. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think I don't think he'll be as far away, and and at the prices given JPR one's unseated. But even even still, that that form, I yeah, sorry, I'm, it's a bit of a convoluted point. But like, JPR one was kind of still backing up that SEO form, mm. even though he unseated. <laughs> even though I'm yes. saying that's a negative, that he unseated. But I he get did, where he, you are. He ran a good he ran a good race for like ninety five percent of the yeah. race, which kind of backs up the SEO still. Yeah, still alright. Um, I agree. Well, it's going to be an interesting race. That JPR one. Basically, we're taking uh, on JPL. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're taking on JPL one there. Um, let's move in now to the big one on Saturday, the Betfair Tingle Creek. John Bon is four to eleven favorite at the moment. Um, he looked very, very good when he reappeared this season. Captain Guinness five to one. Edward Stone at eights. Boot Hill 16s, Haddex Desobo 20s, and Nube Negra is 25 to 1. They're back, the two mile chasers. Um, John Bond looks looks like a real hot prospect for this season. Um, can anything beat him, or is it as simple as John Bond turns up and wins? It's, it's a really old one. For one reason or another, I'm actually just quite anti John Bond. I don't know. I'm always looking to take this one on because I feel like he's been such a hype horse his whole career that that reflects in the price often. And don't get me wrong, more often than not, he's actually managed to back that up with wins. So I've looked a bit stupid and had egg on my face on on more than one occasion. But I'm always looking to take him on. And and 4 to 11 is yet another case of me wanting to take this horse on like no no way am I backing John Bond at 4 to 11 for a race like this when you've got Edward Stone a previous winner of the race in here Captain Guinness who who ran well in behind the Nergaman on a couple of occasions last year um, Boot Hill who's already won twice this season um, 
you, you know, the, there's some there's some horses in here. There's definitely some good horses. I mean, <laughs> I don't really have a strong selection out of all of them. I I tipped up. I think I tipped up Edwardstone um, to beat John Bond last time, and that obviously didn't happen. I don't know whether I'm going to side with him again. I know he is a previous winner of this race, so it wouldn't be out of the question that he wins this. Boot Hill was Boot Hill was impressive on on both his starts this season over over the fences. He, yeah, you worry maybe that he, he's just a better horse. At Ascot, he's won now his last three appearances at Ascot and clearly really likes the course but he was a not so distant second behind John Bourne at Sandown last season the race in which that was um escapes me it was oh yeah of course it was the it was the novices chase last year it was the Henry the seventh so yeah Henry the eighth <laughs> no it was Henry seventh oh, it's Henry seventh <laughs> different race no no <laughs> yeah it was the Henry the eighth anyway so, yeah, it's good that, that Henry the Seventh's getting a bit of airtime, though. Yeah, yeah, true. We've got to remember him here, to. about him too. Yeah. So, yeah, that that one's maybe a slight interest. I don't know. It's not a it's not a great betting one for me. This one, I do just think on a point that Jamie made in 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 our in our big jumps preview, this is only going to help John Bond's price shorten against when he inevitably meets El Fabiolo. And I think that's a good thing for El Fabiolo because by all accounts, like El Fabiolo is just the one, right? And yeah. he is better than John Bond. I know John Bond's beaten him on one occasion, but he is better than John Bond. So if you can get a bit of juice in the price for El Fabiolo first time he matched up with John Bond, then this may not be a bad thing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good race, this. I think that when I look through it, I you know, it's I think it's gonna be pretty heavy ground. I think it's gonna be it's going to be pretty grim out there. And I was listening to an interview with Josh Moore on Nick Luck's podcast. Uh, and Josh Moore was was talking about Haddox de Zobo here. They've definitely thought a lot of this one for a long time. Um, had a fall last time, but apparently he's come out of that absolutely fine. And the, the key for this one is that they really do think that the softer it is, the better. So... Uh, and, and it's basically the only one in the field where that's the case. John Bond's never run on worse than soft ground. Captain Guinness has has won on heavy uh, last time, uh, but was also, you know, that was the first run of the season against other horses making their first run. So I'm not sure how much we can necessarily read into that. Edward Stone, again, has never won on, on heavy. Boot Hill prefers a, a sounder surface. So I think judge purely off the ground here, and the fact that the Moors really want soft ground for Haddox de Zobo, hopefully is fit enough um, to come in here. But it's definitely an exciting one. It's only six years old, has a big future ahead of him. And at 20 to 1, um, even if you're only getting two places each way, I think it could be an interesting one. Uh, they had a big a, a big winner at, uh, at, um, at Haydock over the weekend, was it? Um, no, sorry, at Newby with uh, with Hansard. So yeah, I I, I love the Moors and um, Haddock to Zobo on the heavy ground here is good enough for an each way play for me. Although I do think that you know John Bond's probably gonna gonna win if he runs uh, if he lines up because Nicky wouldn't probably run him if he wasn't uh, good enough or, or well enough to win. Yeah, 
he's jocked up at the moment. I mean, I guess like if it go, if the ground goes heavy, surely he's not going to run John Bon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame him for trying to preserve his horses. Um, no, God, all. like not at all. I actually, I actually think for for all the sticky sometimes gets, I think it's, I think it's a very sensible thing to do. You want longevity is the most important thing in this sport, and like. Definitely. Well, certainly in jumps, <laughs> the flat's a bit different. But like, yeah, longevity is is the key, right? And and the way to, the best way to do that is to protect your horses and make sure they don't run in conditions that are suboptimal to them. So yeah, I, um, I am all for his approach. Great stuff, great stuff. Um, I think that ties up proceedings. We've gone through the three big races on Saturday. Hopefully, there's a couple of angles in there, although clearly, it, you know, the markets are dominated by John Bon and Constitution Hill at the moment. It's going to be a great weekend's racing, though, so make sure you tune in and watch all of the action. Keep your eye on Harry Cobden at Aintree as well. He's bound to have a couple of winners, um, avoiding the, the grade ones at, uh, at Sandown. Um, but that's that. Looking forward to the, a big weekend's racing. That is that, yeah. Really looking forward to it. Can't wait. Awesome. Uh, it's a goodbye from me, Tris. And it's a goodbye from me, Charlie. Goodbye. <laughs>